Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Com Report. Wherever you get your podcast, you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. And don't forget, you can read my work on ESPN.com. I have a couple stories up now. The reaction from inside the organization, from Ron Rivera, some of the players, to the trades of Montez Sweat and Chase Young had some other stories on that. You can go check it out on ESPN.com. And as you can see, I'm being joined by the voice of the commanders, Bram Weinstein. Bram. Bram missed the live stream show Tuesday night because he was out getting candy, giving out candy. All right. And and the one thing I was disappointed in, you didn't bring in me no Twix bars, no Kit Kat bars, nothing for anybody else. That feels every a little Friday. Sick. I buy the media donuts. So that's true. All right. All right. Here. Okay. All right. That's <laughs> my a good little point. my little secret on Fridays for the small contingent that show up for the final yeah. availabilities before the game. I buy them all donuts. That is true. So I'll I'll pipe down. Anyways, so I but I wanted to get your reaction to the trades. I mean, people heard me talk all about it last night, but I'm just curious what your thoughts were on on the trades of Sweat and Young. Uh, you know, it's not a surprise. Um, you know, in all likelihood, because they didn't pick up Chase's fifth year option, which we talked about a lot in the off season. And I just, I'll be frank. I didn't firmly agree with that at the time they set themselves up to have to make a decision. Um, I think we knew that there was almost no chance that they were going to resign both of them. So it did set up for something like this to happen. Um, when they go into the season with so many players on expiring contracts um, that if the record is like what it is right now, it was a tinderbox for something like this. And so I was, I was concerned, you know, that way, just the setup of it. And then, you know, it's really hard, you know, like it's not that any of it is a surprise that either one of them were traded, but they are first round picks. They are on their rookie contracts. They are still young. One of them's the number two overall pick. You know, when we drafted him, we all had visions of him becoming the next great face of the franchise, great defensive player, you know, the next Dexter Manley, you know, here or something like that. And it just didn't materialize that way for a lot of reasons, obviously. And a lot of it had to do with injuries. Um, and but that doesn't make it easier to swallow it. Like, right. I, 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 I never really it's very hard to be the team in this position. Um, and, and, um, that was hard. It really was. Cause like, I'm, you know, I'm, I want them to win and I want them to do well. And when you're trading away talented people, cause they both are, you know, very talented people, what I think is prematurely, it is on some level a failure, you know, and there's a lot of reasons why, and I don't blame them or the organization, you know, solely on it, but it is a failure when you're at yeah. this point. And, and so that was, that was hard to take that said, um, 
I think what they got for both players was right in line with what the market should have given them. And so I understand why they accepted the compensation. Right. And I, and, and I, I agree with you that there is, you know, when you have the number two pick, you want it to last more than, more than four years. And, you know, and, and you, the expectations were massive for Chase Young. I think Montez Sweat, you know, there was a little bit more that you would like to have seen him done as far as getting, you know, some bigger sack numbers, but he yeah. was very solid every year for them. Yes. And it's, and, you know, and I think the hard part for him was, I think they got to a point where they realized that you're going to have to pay way more than you maybe want for him, maybe in that 25 million range. And if that's the case, then it leads to this, but there's still a, you know, as, and I'm, I like the, I like what they got in return. I like that they have all these draft picks now and that they can now, you're going to build in a different way. You're not going to allocate all your resources into one area that wasn't yeah. paying off for you, but it's still, it's still a disappointment. There's still got to be a little bit of a disappointment that you are at this point with both guys. I mean, we've spent John four years talking about that, being the right. unit that would turn the franchise around. And today we have decided it's not going to be the unit that turns the franchise around. So that one is, that was, that was hard. The last, like really the last few weeks, knowing that something might happen if they didn't get the season going the right way. After the bears loss, I started fearing like, Oh, here we go. Like there's going to be some changes if they don't flip this around really quickly. And then after the Giants game, I think we all knew, you know, like, I don't really believe that it mattered what the outcome of the Eagles game was going to be, that a change was going to be made, like that that was going yeah. to happen. And it was going to be one of these two. And then we could talk about everybody else. Um, with Montez, I want to agree with you. Like, I think he's a very good player, yeah, like a really, yeah. really high end, very good player. He is not Nick Bosa or Miles Garrett, you know, but he's a very good player. And because they have put money into two other defensive linemen, I think it made it very difficult to warrant the price point, knowing that on the open market, he's going to get that from somebody and probably the bears. So what I want to say about him is like, I wish him the best of luck. Like I really like him. I yeah. thought he was a really good player. Like I don't think he ascended to top five defensive end or a game changing player, but he's a high end, highly talented player. And I wish them the best of luck. And, and in, you know, in any case like this, I wish their careers could be here, but there's a lot of reasons why they aren't. And some of it has to do with what we knew would be a problem. The second they drafted four of these guys right in a row, they were never going to be able to pay right. all of them. And he's the victim of that, the true victim of it. I think you're right. I think for him, it's a matter of timing. If he had been drafted before Deron Payne, yeah. you're probably having John and we were having that discussion out of practice today is, you know, is how do you, how do you, you know, where could, could you have traded one of the tackles and gotten more for them and then kept the end? But I think because they've already paid these guys and because you knew that Montez was going to cost a ton, that you're yep. going to go this way. And um, I think that's what we do. I do. I will say I feel bad for Montez in the sense that I was hoping for his sake that he could go back to Atlanta. It's where he's from after his the his family tragedies a couple of years ago. He could be a free ago. agent in 10 weeks. So he is. Well, no, he could be tagged. I mean, he could be. So, so, and I, if you're the bears, there's no way you don't tag him because you just gave up a second for him. But the reason I say that is because he's, he's going to be in an incredible leverage situation with them. Not unlike the way Roquan Smith was with Baltimore. Right. Like when right. they acquired him, they couldn't let him go because they gave up too much to get him. So he gets to call his out his numbers. So right. I think Montez what's going to get whatever he wants within reason and right. from but the bears, it, because it's going to be 
they're going to be caught with their pants down if he walks out, if you're giving up a high second round pick for a guy on a two and six team with 10, nine games to go. So he's going to get a big deal from them. He, I mean, there's he no will. way around that. Right. But I still feel bad for him because, again, the family stuff, tragedies a couple of years ago, yeah. has relatives still down in the Atlanta area. I think he wanted to be there. And now he's going to a situation where you're going to a, a bad organization that's losing that yep. may end up changing their coaches and for his development, you know, cause he can, the kids, the kid can play, the guy oh, yeah. can play. And then for chase, for chase, I think he's going to a good spot for him. And I was talking about this with one of the players in the locker room today. It just that because you're going out there without the pressure that you had coming here, you're not the guy out there. It's Nick Bose is the guy they have, you know, a good defensive line. They have, you know, they have a strong team that, you know, and, and obviously the undisciplined, undisciplined play was an issue here against the pass and the They're run. renting him, John. I mean, like, look at their contracts. Nick Bosa, Javon right. Hargrave, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, oh, they're Fred Warner. They're not signing him long-term. No, 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 no. That's why they gave him a third. And yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, like, they, I don't think anybody else gave him an offer. Any, well, they didn't because that was as low a third as you're going to get. So I, I think they were ready to be done with the chase young um, experience. And so, um, but like for his sake, can he go out there and produce? Yes. The guy's talented. He's still talented. And if you have a situation where you have guys who are maybe like to freelance a little bit more than others, but if you can, you, if you have all this talent around them, maybe it doesn't show up quite as much in a negative way behind you as it may have yeah. here. And so he can still go out and make plays and be a, a be an effective player for them. But I agree with you. That's a rental because they had the extra comp pick. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What about now for these guys for Washington moving forward? What is it? What is it pretend? I mean, we talked. We heard from Ron Rivera today about, talking about paradigm shifts. Uh, you know, can I just say one thing? I want to say something about Chase Young before we yes. move on to to what goes forward here because I I just want to say this personally. I said it on my radio show and I want to say it here because I know it's different audiences, but it's all the same family fans. Um, I did not like the slanderous type unsourced like source you know no name source quotes about him going out the door um i didn't think it was warranted i agree with you and anybody who follows this and especially the way we follow it closely because they've been telling us this publicly and privately that they haven't been overly pleased with how undisciplined at times he can be when he plays um he was reluctant to take to some of the coaching early with a defensive line coach that was fired um, and then late, even after that, he would go and work out on his own. And I know that they were not overly pleased with that. I know they wanted him here more in the off seasons than he was, even though he was in shape and working out with his people. I know they wanted him rehabbing here more. So there's, this is a very complicated thing. And all of their chief complaints about him in that regard, I think are all very valid. And then the injuries are the real reason why I think it was right. very difficult to commit right. a lot of money to him beyond right. this Absolutely. season. And I think people should understand that, that like it's, you know, 
it's going to be hard to warrant giving him whatever the number is beyond this season because because his injuries. Um, And so but I did not think even with all of that said, and I know that there are some frayed feelings about it. I just didn't feel like that that was warranted. He is not a quote unquote locker room cancer. He is not a bad person. He is a very talented player. He is not a bust. Um, He's like, so that was my experience with him. And so I'm disappointed this didn't work out because I had hopes that I was going to be calling games of a hall of famer here. Who's going to go up on the ring of fame. Who's from here. And I'm, I'm disappointed that that didn't happen. And I'm really, I'm disappointed about it. I don't think he deserved any of that on the way out. I think I would rather just take the high road. Don't you, there's no need to explain this. Anyone who follows the game can make, can figure out what happened and why it happened. And I think let's just let him have the rest of his career. And thank you for coming here and being what I thought was a pretty good representative of the organization too. Like he wasn't a bad person. He wasn't a malcontent. He wasn't a cancer in the locker room. Like, that's why I just don't want to hear any of that stuff. And I think he deserves better than some of those things. And I think Rivera kind of said that today, but that was my gut reaction to it. Like, I don't think these things need to be said right now. Like, thank you for your time here and good luck the rest of your career. We're rooting for you. That's the way I kind of feel about it. Yeah. And uh, the one thing I'll say too is we're not in this spot. If one a for the injury, because they would have picked up his contract and that's in the fifth year option, but two, you know, all this stuff being said, if if he has four more sacks, you know all the other stuff like you live with, because every coach that I've every coach that I've known like Joe Gibbs lived with stuff back in the day. Of course. So, so you you live with guys who produce, and and you know I mean the stuff that I hear even from the eighties the Hogs teams there was stuff going on then that you was like I you know you'd be shocked like oh I can't believe this coach let that happen but the guy produced. So that's, you know, and so like that's it always, this is a production league. And so if the production isn't matching a certain way, then you move on. And yes, and I do think, like you said, him, you know, and let me, and do be clear on this, Bram, the number one thing you'd hear from when I talk to people about him, why isn't the market there? It wasn't because, oh, he's this or that. It's because medical concerns. Yes. Medical period. That was it. The the medical concerns are why this team would be reluctant to sign him long-term and why on the other side, why there was not on the outside who don't know his specific medical situation, were reluctant to trade for him, like because they don't know. And he is a free agent. And so he ends up in a really good spot. He's going to a really good team that's got a shot to take a run. He doesn't have to be the prominent number one player for them. And if it doesn't go that well, oh, well, they don't owe him anything on the other side. And if it does, they can try to talk to him, I guess, about the future. But considering the amount of very high-level contracts they already have committed out there and one to a prominent defensive end, you know, and to a prominent defensive tackle, I do have a hard time buying that he's going to get a long-term deal there. But, you know, whatever it is for him, I wish him the best of luck because I enjoyed covering him and I enjoyed calling his games. And every time he came off the edge, I couldn't wait to say his name because I was so hoping he was going to be the guy that becomes our superstar. And that's a disappointment today that, you know, we're, I think we're very lucky that McLaurin's become this for us. And we have others that are, you know, prominent, you know, candidates to do things like this. Our quarterback is showing signs of it. Jahan Dotson could be this for us. Um, John Allen, Deron Payne have shown flashes of being able to do this stuff too through the years. But like he represented 
something like LeVar Arrington or Sean yeah. Taylor or just the type of player that can be franchise changing and it didn't happen. And that part is it is hard to take and disappointing, even as we turn the page. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, yeah, I, I agree. It, it, it's it's always a disappointment with that. And especially when a guy who has that much ability and you come in with that much hype and you're from the area, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, but you move on. So you move on. Right. It's it's football. You move on. Prominent players leave teams all the time. You know, like I was hoping RG3 was going to be this transformational person. Right. And he was for a season. And then he wasn't anymore for a lot of reasons. And, you know, and you start like, with the injury, you, you move on. And it started with the injury. But what I was going to say, too, with Chase, too, going back to the other stuff. And I did ask somebody during this process. I'm like, I brought up like, you know, there's that reputation. Right. And he goes, and the guy just kind of laughed at it. He goes, he, he rattled off four or five guys in the league who are like considered like bad dudes and have done bad things that are public. And he just kind of laughed at that if these guys are like, like if this if teams aren't worried about that they're not going to worry be worried about this right yeah and it wasn't I wasn't bringing up in some like oh he's this horrible guy but it was more so like this is the rep you know blah blah he said he goes boom 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 they're here like this guy you know did this this guy did that and they're there anyways so let's get what did you make of what Rivera said because during the press conference today on Wednesday we're recording this he talked a lot about he talked about paradigm shit. He talked a lot about the quarterback. So yep. what what did you make of, of, of some of his comments today? As someone who, you know, is in communication, it felt very, this is the PR position we're going to take. Hmm. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. You know, like that's what it felt like. And it's not that he's wrong. Like I like what I see with Sam too. Um, it, but two things, two things can be true at once. You're really pumped about this young quarterback. And you also need to defend trading away prominent, very good players because you don't want to sign them and because your record's not good this year right now. So um, it felt a little bit of a deflection, to be honest. Like, look over here. Look what's so great over right, here. Right, right. Oh, don't look that. at this. And um, so I, I, you know, that's that's how I read it. I just, I felt like he's trying to, you know, turn the page quickly and get everybody focused on the the most positive thing that's going on, which is, Halfway through their season, it does look like they might be right about this quarterback. And I'm obviously that's a very promising development for the team. When he did start using like words like it's a paradigm shift, like he is, you know, setting a stage for they are going to shift around the roster again. But this is the roster that he built, you know, like it, it's his. So, you know, here we are in year four and he's talking about a paradigm shift of a roster that he put together. So, you know, a lot of it to me is um, you'll have to make your own decisions about how you feel about that framework. But I have mine, which is it felt like we were deflecting a little bit to the positive thing, which is Sam Howell, oh, yeah. which is worth positive attention. But I, I don't think it necessarily means that that's why Chase Young and Montez Sweat had to go. Right, right. And I think and I think there's different reasons for each guy as we've discussed and I think for Mont to be honest, for Montez, if they had if they had only gotten a third round pick for him, he would still be here. Cause I think you know the value is still greater to them here I in agree. that regard. But that that said, but with with the with the comments today, I agree that you know a lot of it was looking to the future. Now we don't know, and and I'll be honest, he doesn't know if he'll be part of that future. That's right. But I think where what it is like, you know, hey, maybe this franchise was looking for a quarterback for decades. 
has finally found a guy who can be here for a little bit. And do, do have you, it's hard. I, I like what I've seen from him. It's still oh, hard my. to know fully where he's going to go with all this. Of course. I think that's hard to know. Um, but the signs are there. His um, disposition. I love like nothing seems to bother the guy um, against the best team in the NFC's toe to toe with him two times. You know, they didn't win two times. Um, you know, the second game, he made some mistakes late that hurt them. Uh, the first game, he made some heroic plays that saved him and maybe should have gotten an opportunity at the end on one play to beat him. Uh, and maybe they'll rethink that down the road. I don't know. Uh, I do like what I see. I think he's, I've said this for a while, he's the most accurate quarterback we've had here since Kirk Cousins. Um, he's already set franchise marks for, you know, career yardage and per, and completion percentage first nine games of a career. And consider the offensive line and the, you know, the sacks that he's taken and that that's the case. So um, he's he's been, uh, for, you know, his first impressions go for nine games, he's been great. Yeah, I've been very happy with him. And I do think there's, you know, a possibility here. Um, they're going to, you know, it, it's interesting, though, like the the whole thing was uh, if we build the roster, we can plop a quarterback in, which changed to we have a quarterback that's making no money, but we might have something to him. Let's develop him. And then the roster. So there's room because you're not paying a quarterback $50 million a year. And yet here we are moving away from prominent players. So I think this, you know, I think organizationally, I think, um, and, and this is for a new owner to figure out and whoever's advising the new owner, whether it's the people that are in the building or the people who aren't, whatever, you know, like it, it's up to them to figure out, you know, do they like the direction it's going now? Because it does feel like it's swerved. And so I think, oh, you know, it's, it's only up to them to determine if it's swerved more than they think it should have, or if they actually are in line, you know, visually with what is being sold today. I think it also, in, in terms of paradigm, and we'll just, we've got a couple more minutes here, but paradigm shift too is this, how are you going to allocate your resources? And that, you know, you, you, and what I think it's clear that while, yes, Sam Howell may hold the ball, you need stronger protection up front. So some of those some of those resources are absolutely going to go to that offensive line. If you're if you're and here's the other thing, like Eugene Shen, who is the new senior VP of football strategy, the analytics guy, he, he is, does not start until November six. He was definitely part of this decision making process, but it's good, you know, guys like that look at and say, where do you allocate your resources? That's why I think there's been a change in some of this thinking as to what to do and where to allocate that and offensive line is absolutely has to be that it'd be part of that discussion. Let's, let's finish up on, on the players going forward because, you know, being in the locker room today and when you talk to guys like this, there's, it's, it's kind of a jarring move for the locker room, right? Because part of it, because as someone else, a couple of players said, these guys were like, they're big guys, their presence, filled the locker room and you know Montez is a loud guy I mean Chase you know when Chase walks in there you know when Montez walks in there they have a strong presence but you know the, to for a lot of players it's like well how do you get over first of all you miss these guys however like Jeremy Reeves isn't there anymore not that he's the same player but you get used to guys being in and out and you get used to guys getting hurt and leaving so I don't know that it's going to affect them like from a like being down standpoint, it's just like, hey, now someone else has an opportunity. James with Williams, Casey Tuhill. So 
is a, you know, what do you think of their opportunity? And, you know, here's the other thing. Two years ago, they played well with these two in there. Now, the defense as a whole started playing better, but the 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 defense did not suffer, and they didn't suffer last year when Chase wasn't on the field either. So, you know, they there is there is some proof that these two can go in and be effective and help them if the rest of the defense gets shored up. So what is your take on the D going forward? You know, it's interesting. The um yeah, it's funny to say this because they're the second worst scoring defense in the league. Um, and they're giving up more explosive plays than anybody else in the league, and yet yes. they're top 10 in sacks and pressures. In fact, top five. Like <laughs> you might be surprised to know that, but it's actually yes. that is what's happening here. Yeah. Um, so does the um, as they like to say, the coordination up front and everybody working together, if they have players who are more disciplined in their roles, allow for them to not be hit with as many explosive plays, that would be progress. Um, do I think over a long period of time that they will have the same amount of pressures and sacks? That would be depreciating the presence that Sweat and Young bring yeah, out there. Yeah, those guys and therefore, I don't expect that to continue, no. but I'm open to being surprised by Hill and James Smith-Williams and F.A. Obata and maybe the rookies getting some opportunity now, like Andre Jones getting a few opportunities. I'm open to being surprised that they can have a similar impact. But Montez Sweat is, you know, maybe not a Pro Bowl player, but he's on the cusp of something like that. I don't think you just replace people. No, like you that. don't. And he's good and against the run over too. Over a long period of time, that you're going to get the same production. I just don't believe that. So um, I think in the short term, I'm hoping because these guys are going to get up. They're up for contracts too. Smith Williams and Tool are up for contracts. Yeah. Like so, I think you know this is a golden opportunity for them. Um, it may allow for Jack and the message to get across because there's consistently been a they're not working together and people go rogue at times and I think that there's possibility now that they'll get a little more coordination up front and if in the end that helps them you know limit the explosive plays be a little more disciplined in their rush lanes and limit some of the scoring then on the short term you know this is a positive long term I am not huge on letting talent go but Hard. you know you do have to make choices in a cap league and you do have to make choices based on injury for sure. And in both cases, that's why these players are not here. So you play with what you got. And Oh, by the way, they have two pro bowl slash all pro level defensive tackles that could step up and start looking like the guys that I remember from last right. year. And if they start doing that, then the defense will probably vastly improve as well. Right. And I think you're right. Like Montes, th those guys, for all the stuff that said, and it, first of all, it wasn't just um, Chase Young who would be uh, freelancing at times. Every one of those guys was doing that at times. But yeah. so there's a couple of things. Last thing for me, they're facing a good offense to get healthy against this week. If they can't stop this offense, the Patriots offense is not good. So they need to Matt have Jones last two weeks been a lot better than he was first um, six. Like last week better. was it? Last higher was, completion percentage, yeah, lower it was, it was still, turnover rate. Like it's still it's, it's still a struggle better. for him. It's still a struggle for him. And they've they have he's like losing receivers all the time. So it's not a it's not a really great but you, you know will will but this defense has not been a good defense. So the their offense is looking at this like hey there's a chance to get healthy for them. And um, I also I take nothing for granted after the Bears and the of, Giants game, of the not. Giants playing with no offensive lineman and a backup quarterback and had two fifty at half. Trust me, I take nothing for granted. They got to show me. That's of the way course, I feel of that. course, show yes. Me. But this is for them. This is if you're going to get a, a start 
it's it's going to come against an offense that's not has Agreed. not been explosive, et cetera. But but yes, you have to go do it. The other thing I'm curious to see in this game is how much do you change your pressures? Because when these guys were out a couple of years ago, they got a little bit more aggressive, creative with some of their looks. And I'm wondering, will that happen? Because it's going to have to. And I felt like two years ago, the word was, well, they started to rely too much on their four-man rush and they weren't getting home, blah, blah, blah. And you know now they were getting decent pressure this time, but will you change up some of your looks to apply some more heat? And maybe that's how one way you adjust, we'll see. Anyways, Bram, that's, that's it for me. Um, unless you got anything else to add, we can kick it out of here. Bye. All right, there we go. <laughs> thanks for joining me and thanks everyone for tuning in. I'll be back on, actually I'm going to have an extra podcast for you this week. I'll be back on Friday morning talking to my ESPN counterpart in New England, Mike Reese. We talk about the Bill Belichick era, what's going on with Belichick in New England, and what it's like to not cover a great team anymore. I think some of us know that. Anyway, talk to you next time.